Well, welcome to the Cut for Time podcast here at the Canton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Clay, and I'm, I'm joined this morning by Pastor Jeff Lathrop. Uh, pastor Jeff currently serves as the pastor at uh, Grand Forks Wesley United Methodist Church in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. We went to seminary together and uh, just kind of uh, by a, a virtue of being a part of the same conference, have been running around in a lot of the same circles uh, for a long time. And so uh, just glad to have Jeff on with me today for today's Cut for Time conversation. Uh, so Jeff, how about you give our uh, viewers and listeners a little bit more of your background? Um, who are you and just what makes you tick in ministry? And just uh, what's one Lenten discipline that you've been uh, maybe holding on to um, during this Lenten season? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Again, Jeff Lathrop, uh, all the way up here in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Uh, really appreciative for the uh, opportunity to have a conversation with my good friend Clay. Um, one of the big things that makes uh, me tick or what really uh, is a big part of ministry for me is the aha, mm. right? It's, it's the aha for maybe that one person, uh, that year, that week, whatever it might be, uh, that's where it's at. Uh, it's that affirmation that something stuck, uh, something made it through, that seed was planted, it was nurtured, uh, whatever that might be. Uh, and then you get to see that that journey and that growth. Uh, so that for me is that that big payoff. That's awesome. Um, and I really enjoy that. Whether that's that's a you know one of the kids uh, at children's time on Sunday morning, uh, or youth group, or one of the adults, um, whatever context that might be. That for me is is where it's at. Now, since we're in the Lenten uh, season, for me, I. The biggest one for me now as a pastor, I don't know about for you, I really am blessed with being able to go down to the to either the chapel or the sanctuary mm. and just have a conversation. Uh, as a matter of fact, I did it yesterday. Nice. Uh, and I really love having holy conversations, but being open, honest, and vulnerable um, and naming mm. some of those things that I've been struggling with. Um, some of, some of your, your uh, listeners and viewers may not know this, but, you know, I'm usually pretty good at reaching out to my guys, including you, yep, uh, to, to ask the question that I ask myself once a week. What is one thing that can be celebrated? What is one thing that needs to be let go of? And what can I be in prayer for with you? Mm-hmm. And I am very focused on the things I need to let go of. Like, it's too easy for us to get so caught up and hyper-focused on something that's just going to make us feel anxious, angry, uh, and distracted. And so um, there, there's been a lot on my plate. And I know from your message here on Sunday, you shared uh, a vulnerable time in your life as well. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's awesome, Jeff. Thanks for sharing that. And I just, you know, just want to do say uh, thank you for being the type of guy that does check in. Uh, It's one of the things that I'm trying to grow in is my, you know, I think of, you know, just how good you are at doing that. And I think to myself, I need to be more like Jeff like that. So I just appreciate that a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Sunday we uh, continued our message series um, here at the Canton Church. We're walking through uh, what was started as seven essential questions, but then Ash Wednesday asked us a pretty good question too, and so I've just been calling it 
essential questions uh, for the season of Lent. Um, and the question was, where is God? And so that was kind of our um, kind of our focus um, through the past couple of weeks we've done. Um, who is Jesus? You know, who do you say that I am? What matters most? What are our priorities? Uh, we talked about acceptance a couple of weeks ago and am I accepted in God's presence? Mm. And the answer is yes. And then uh, Sunday was where is God? And then kind of well, where is God dot, dot, dot. Um, kind of talking about those moments where you know, life doesn't necessarily make sense. And we've been, you know, just needed to, to be reminded of, of God's presence in our midst. So. Yeah, that was a, that was a heavy um, topic to jump yeah. into. I mean, when you were talking about uh, that meme that, that has been <laughs> making its way across, uh, you know, I'm really tired. I'm really exhausted of living through these major historical events. And yet, you know, any of us who've been around for any um, moment of time, yeah. uh, we've also heard that we're going to live through history that repeats itself, mm. right? Sadly, mm -hmm. we are broken people, right? and broken people have a tough time learning some of those hard lessons from the past Yeah, for sure. that should inform our future. Um, and so when you were talking about that, I very much resonated uh, with how heavy that is as a conversation, not just a concept, mm -hmm. but as a conversation, uh, when you were talking about Jesus being vulnerable uh, with, with God you yeah. know, in yeah. the garden, like that, that's no small thing, friends, that Jesus was very human in that approach in the way that he felt in that moment, right. he needed to take some time to get away and have a conversation with God to be like, Hey, listen, um, this is getting heavy. And right. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> but at the end though, at the end though, Jesus was humble enough to recognize, you know what? I have been called for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. I am your, your vessel, your instrument of grace and love. It's not about me. It's not my will, but it's about your plan, your will. Yeah. Uh, and and I submit to that. And again, heavy. Yeah, definitely. Despite how I feel, the fears, the doubt, the reservations, which right. we can all resonate with. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yet to say, I'm going to set that aside. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've named it, but I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust in your plan, especially especially when we live in a world where, and you named it, Clay, in your sermon. There are many who say there is no God. Right. You know, and if there is a good, a good God, uh, he, he ain't so great because mm -hmm. it seems like he's this angry little kid uh, <laughs> sitting uh, somewhere um, with a magnifying glass near an anthill of us and just burning people. Right. You know, that that's your idea of what God really is. Right. Um, and that and that to me is just a sad deal. Yep sad deal that people yep. just nonchalant feel that way mm -hmm. um but i get it in, yeah. in our exhaustion it's easy to do that yep yeah. definitely like i said on sunday like i know where that impulse comes from like i mean i may have not been to that degree myself but i know mm -hmm. others that have and i've walked with others that have and you know like i said i wish that there was a magic easy silver bullet answer to just make it all okay all the time, always. And that's just not the case of, of, of how life works, you know? No, I, right. I, it's, it's real. 
-hmm. It's raw. I mean, I use the, the, the enormity or weight of it all, but it, it's in that recognition that things kind of just stack. Yep. And there's this, this weight, this pressure that we feel. And it is easy to be like, I'm out. <laughs> I, I'm out. This is, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I, God, where are you in this? Like, help yeah. me see. I mean, there, there are times where it's, yeah, I'm out. But there are also like, I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Yeah, and I and I definitely need some help with that. But in naming the fact that that is such a human tendency, I mean that that resonates with everyone across the spectrum. People who grew up in the church, people who have been you know marginalized or burned out by the church, uh, or people who have no clue. They kind of have heard of God and have felt at some point that life has just been hard, and to speak life into that is is not uh, a small thing either mm-hmm. um, to be there uh, for me and and I kind of really play knowing your story yeah. uh, it was very touching for me to hear of your vulnerable time away I mean you're away from home base away from the, your family away from uh, your home church and you know that there's a lot happening so you got a lot on your plate you feel this weight, the enormity of it all, and someone simply lays their hands on you, prays for you, doesn't say, I have all the answers, here's how you can fix it, mm-hmm. but sits and prays with you, cries with you. I mean, that's, that stuff's Job, Job-like, Job-esque, yeah. before his friend screwed it up. But I mean, right there in that moment, here is an instrument of God granting you the reassurance that even being so far apart from it all, mm-hmm. someone is still near. Right. That God has sent somebody there in your midst with you. Yeah. And, and granting you a, a small piece, as it were, in that moment to know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You are loved. And regardless of what's happening, I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I loved that part of your story. I mean, that, that piece of vulnerability there for a pastor, again, no small thing. And I really love that piece. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, the decision to include that rather than to not um, definitely mm. did require quite a bit of prayer, um, you know, and just definitely saying, you know, am I willing to put this out there? Um, you know, cause we do, we, you know, we, we live stream, we podcast, we YouTube. I mean, that part of my story is now in the public sphere and can be, you know, accessed or whatever. And only a moment of, of legitimate weakness, um, and a moment of legitimate wondering and really just wrestling with, with the entire idea of being a pastor and the entire idea of being a person of faith. Um, yet, you know, like you said, like God did send someone, um, and uh, that has that has remained between the two of us no small gesture. Um, you know, we we don't have to reference that with one another, but like I know that he knows how much that means, how much that meant to me. Um, and you know, he knows, you know that 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 was really a powerful moment, and that I know that was a powerful moment for him too. So, right, it's yeah. it, and it's one of those beautiful pieces of God's provenient grace. That goes before we even hit that, like you say, hit that moment of weakness where you're just questioning. And yet 
there was someone there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and to feel that um, connection, mm-hmm. that's real. Yeah. Uh, and that, that is powerful. And like I said, it was a powerful witness. And it is no small thing for you to share that part of your story, your, your journey. Like you say, here I am having one of those moments of questioning, where are you, God? You know, this is not easy for me. And yeah. As a person of faith, I'm struggling with that. I'm wrestling with that. And I really love, again, your message intertwines. I mean, you, you, you brought Jesus into this, right? How many, people, how many people stop and think how difficult some of that must have been for Jesus? Mm-hmm. I mean, so often, you know, as preachers and teachers of, of God's word, um, we, we don't get to necessarily unpack it with them. Yet you did in a very personal way. Yeah. You, you set it up. You know, hey, Jesus struggled with some of this. Yeah. There was yeah. a moment. Mm-hmm. It, it was real. And then you shared that moment, giving them an opportunity to kind of go, wow, even a pastor. Yes. Hits, hits that note sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one, no one is immune from that level of questioning. No one, you know, we, no, none of us have that all have this all figured out. And we do have to rely on the strength of our faith from moment to moment um, to, you know, to continue to walk in the way that leads to life. So. Well, like I said, it was a beautiful witness for me, again, knowing yeah. your story, but even someone who didn't know your story. Mm-hmm. I know that hit home. I know that connected with someone who needed to hear it. Right. Um, whether right there in the worship service in that moment or someone a little bit later on, that's going to pick it up mm-hmm. connecting later in the week. Idea behind sharing that story is just kind of a, a reminder that, um, you know, sometimes we do not feel the presence of God and sometimes it is through other people um, that, um, that we, that we experienced that, um, you know, I, they, uh, I didn't bring it into the sermon, but the author of Hebrews, uh, talks about how we have entertained angels without even knowing it. Um, yeah. but when we have yeah. done, you know, when we've extended hospitality or when we have been the hands and feet of Jesus to somebody else, you know, um, Jesus says in the parable of the sheep and the goats, the judgment of the nations, like, you know, you saw me hungry and naked and poor and sick and in prison, and you did something about it. And the people are like, oh, where, what are you talking about? We didn't see any of this. Um, but when you do it to the least of these, you do it to me. And that's an important, such an important part of our faith, such an important part yeah. of our Christian, of our, of our witness in the world um, is to just to be reminded that, you know, when we do, even sometimes the simplest of actions are representing the presence of Jesus to someone else. You know, that's, that's our call. And that is a, you know, a, one of the honors of being a person of faith. You know what I really like, you know, peel the onion there. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. You realize that both the righteous and the unrighteous ask the same question. Mm. Jesus, when did we ever see you like that? Right. right? This kind of goes to who you are down in your bones. Right. Kind of right. who you are understanding your identity in Christ, the, the mission of the church and what you really truly believe in, right? How consistent can we be in a very inconsistent world where it's mm. easy to otherize, yeah. yet still call myself a Christian or claim the name Christian, yet right. still say things, do things that cause harm, that don't glorify God or lift, lift the name of Jesus even in those moments that people do know. And even if they didn't know, they should know by the way 
that we love on people. You will know my disciples yep. by their love, by their, their love. witness, their love, how mm-hmm. authentic they are in those moments. So for me, that's another powerful piece in that scripture. I remember reading that and being floored. Wait, I can understand the unrighteous not knowing. Uh, how is it the righteous have no idea that that's what they were doing? Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's very powerful to, to understand that having Dan there, um, or any other moment in our lives too, we could have been that person for someone else. Yes, absolutely. And not even known the enormity of what they were going through because Dan didn't go, Oh, please tell me all about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're ready, you'll probably share, but I'm not here to just crack open that jar and let's go. Right. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, no, it's great. That was beautiful. Mm-hmm. He has been one that's talked so much about about being the pastor to the pastors. And like that is him living that out in such a real way. You know, because like I said, he knew some of the story. He didn't know everything. All he saw was me having a really hard time. And, you know, even the simplest gesture, like the before anything else happened, just the, his hand on my shoulder, that alone meant the world to me because I did just feel so isolated in that moment. And, you know, yeah, just to be reminded that, that, that I wasn't alone, you know, really was the biggest deal. And like I said, in the story, or after the story, everything was not okay. Like it was still a long drive back to, back to South Dakota. It was still a long couple of months and a, a very long year. Like the, the punchline of the story is that we ended up not moving. Our senior pastor did. Um, and we had, had ended up with an interim. I was ending up, you know, kind of by myself for a while. Like it was a very uncertain season of ministry, you know, and everything wasn't okay just because we had that one moment of prayer, but at least I knew I wasn't alone. And that has been, that was continually true because the situation didn't just resolve itself because I got home from Seattle. Um, The situation resolved itself when I left. Well, and I mean, you, you pull on that thread a little bit more, right? You, you're, you're hitting home here. I knew I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. It didn't like fix everything. No. Like, all of a sudden the journey wasn't like, aha, this, <laughs> this is, this is all I need to do. Right. Or this is, this is going to be great. Um, it, there was no switch. Like you said, there is no easy fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, life is complicated. Sometimes life sucks. True. <laughs> we could just name sometimes it's unfair mm-hmm. and it sucks. And when you feel beat up on and alone, it's hard, it's difficult, and we can name it. But like you said, Dan set the stage to help you remember you're not alone. Mm-hmm. They didn't fix everything, right. not even right. for that next, like you said, all the stuff that was happening in between for that next year or so, you know, uh, it didn't, it was still a journey. It, mm-hmm. We're still, you know, Lost in translation, not sure. Is that going to happen for me? It's very much the journey of humanity wrestling with the now, the Mm. what will be without the guarantees of what's the plan. Yep. I want it. I mean, and yet we, uh, as humans, to a fault, we like to have it listed out. Uh, you know me i like to plan right oh yeah but even our plans as well laid out as they might be or thought out as they might be Mm -hmm. you've got to leave room 
you got to have room for God to be at work in the midst of it, in the midst of that whole time, even when it didn't seem to make sense. Yep. Um, we have the gift of hindsight, right? Now yeah. you could you could take a look at that journey. I could take a look at that journey and be like, wow. There were some moments there that were, wow. Um, but also, like you say, I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that makes it that much better of a story um, f- to share, but also a great powerful witness that, hey, we all struggle with that, regardless of whether you have an MDiv or a doctorate. Right. It's real for all of us, and we all we all deal with that. And I that's what I said. I to me when when I watched it last night and I watched it again this morning, I was just like that right there almost wrecked me every time because <laughs> that's I know your story, and I know right. that it wasn't a small thing, but you're right. It didn't fix it. It helped. Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. Yeah, thanks. I got a lot of really good feedback from people after church on Sunday, just saying, you know, and like, I, I mean, I'm one that's willing to be vulnerable in the pulpit. Like I will tell, you know, personal stories and I don't want to be the hero of every story either. Um, you know, and so I'm willing to, to lay it out there and be that way. And, you know, I know the congregation here in Canton's really appreciated that. So, yeah. Well, I, I really thought that that was a great witness to who you are, because you right. are vulnerable, right. you're open, you're willing to do that. Pretty much. Um, but you also did it so that it connected. Mm-hmm. You're connecting the overall piece of Jesus, the God man. Right. Who lived our lives died our death i mean his death wasn't great no not at all you know like you said even the words from the cross beg the question what's going on here (laughs) right that's all real man it is that's life and i mean i it was it was just great i couldn't say enough of it and and how much i really appreciated that so i'm not surprised that you got a lot of great feedback because it affirms Mm -hmm. not just who you are clay but the way that that message connected, yep. right? It, it isn't about serving a purpose, but it's that connected tissue mm-hmm. that helps our congregation members do the aha. Right. The only real thing that I cut was more like, was just kind of in the introduction. I had a few more examples of like those moments in our history where we all remember where we were. Oh yeah. Um, you know, 9/11. Like, so... you shared about 9-11. I remember being in college mm. when that happened no classes and I couldn't figure it out until I went to the union hall mm. to go grab breakfast. Like nobody's anywhere. Well, right. everybody's there watching the TVs mm. and yeah, I remember that day. Yeah. I mean, again, connective tissue, mm-hmm. the stuff that helps people connect with, with this overall question of fears, doubts um, when it comes to having a good God Mm-hmm. in the midst of our broken world yep how, how do yeah. you how do you square that you know yeah. yep yep and actually in a couple of weeks uh um, palm slash passion sunday we're gonna be talking about the question of suffering like you know mm. if we believe in a good god that is you know everywhere and, and and always loves us and yada 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 
why is there so much bad stuff that happens? Why is there so much painful stuff that happens? And so we're going to be, I mean, I think it's a similar question, but I think it's different enough than, you know, to, especially in the context of, you know, these are the last days of Jesus life on earth. Um, you know, what does it mean that there is suffering? What does it mean that Jesus suffered? And what does it mean when we ourselves suffer as well? So. Well, and I, I mean, I, that when you ask the question, where is God? When you initially set that up, I'm not going to lie. It took me back to college mm. for um, my theology professor. And I, you know, I asked the question, which we all kind of know innately, why do bad things happen to good people? Right. Jesus is one of those good people. Right. Yeah. You know, and stuff definitely happened to Jesus. Um, True. That, that, that weren't great, weren't helpful, not just to him uh, or his, you know, uh, disciples. I, there, there was a lot to, to do it. So I'm, I'm really excited for that as you kind of peel the onion further here, mm -hmm. this uh, Lenten journey. Yeah, uh, with, with your people. I mean, that's just, again, I'm just nerding out a little bit, but <laughs> I mean, these are questions that are very real, uh, relatable. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's awesome. I yeah. think it's great that you're doing this series. Yeah, I it's, think been, it's, it's been a really good one to put together. Uh, this Sunday actually is going to be um, talking about the question of fulfillment. Like, what Ooh. do we do with our lives that fulfills us? Just like the question we asked last week, there's a million different answers and everyone has their own, you know, for some people, fulfillment is, you know, buying the next big shiny thing. And for other people, fulfillment is, you know, uh, achieving something at work or getting a degree or, you know, the, if I, if I get this degree, I'll feel fulfilled. Or if I do, you know, this project at work and it, and it, it leads us to this, I'll feel fulfilled. Um, you know, but Jesus really sets it up that our fulfillment is found in serving others. You know, our fulfillment is found in those moments where we are the presence of Jesus to somebody else. And so we're, we're, we're going to be kind of jumping into uh, Holy Week, um, the Holy Week story by talking about um, the Jesus washing feet um, and, uh, you know, taking off the towel and taking on the role of a servant and uh, really just digging into what it means for us to find our fulfillment in serving others in the way that Jesus practiced, modeled, and then challenged his disciples to go and do likewise. Oh, it even before you got there, that's exactly where I was going. I was nice. thinking, Jesus washing the disciples' feet and, mm -hmm. you know, them saying, no, no, you don't, you don't do that. And he's like, well, you can't be a part of me right. then, really, authentically, yeah. if you're not willing to serve. Because I didn't come here to be served. Mm -hmm. I came here to flip the script. Yes, for sure. Uh, to, to move the conversation from the me and I type conversations to an us and we kind of solution and working towards together yeah um and i that's a that's going to be powerful too uh yeah. it's great yeah that i'm looking forward to it looking forward to putting that together so yeah uh so what's grand forks wesley doing for uh lent um well we're actually taking a look at moses nice the, the reluctant prophet okay and i've been kind of couching this uh time uh the season of lent with an opportunity to call the question and examine why we've been so reluctant. Mm. You know, ask the question of the why for the reluctancy. Why am I so reluctant to trust uh, in these areas, whether it's in the workplace, the school, um, or in the church? 
you know, um, in whatever context, can we take some time to provide some space to really identify the why of our reluctancy? I mean, I, we started right away. I said, Hey, Moses's mom was very reluctant to follow the decree of the Pharaoh. I wonder why that is. I said, has anybody looked into the eyes of a newborn? I'm pretty sure that when I looked into the eyes of each of my children, there was no way that I would ever obey that order. Right. Whether I had a little boy or a little girl in my hands. I said, I can identify the why mm-hmm. of my reluctancy to obey that. And then, you know, we've just been pulling on the string ever since. You know, nice. the reluctancy, you know, when he gets his call, burning bush, he's all curious. And, and yet he's kind of like, yeah, um, you know, I'm 80 <laughs> years old, right? Um, I'm well past my prime. Mm-hmm. I'm not a really good speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, you sure you got the right guy? <laughs> the people are going to ask, you know, if let's say I do, God, but they're going to ask, who do I say you are? Right. He right. constantly comes up with reasons why he can't. Right. This reluctancy to be like, I'm all in. Let's do this. Right. You're, you're with me. Who could be against me? Like, yeah, that's not what happened. Mm. Uh, he was very reluctant. And then the people were reluctant to totally buy in. Mm. Pharaoh was reluctant to believe like, ew. Yeah. So we're taking this journey of examination uh, with regard to reluctancy. Cool. It's been fun. It has been fun. Good. Well, thanks for joining, joining me today, Jeff. It's really good to have you on the podcast with me. Um, and just thanks for joining us this week on the Cut for Time podcast. Uh, join us for worship here at the Canton United Methodist Church at 10 o'clock, either on Facebook Live or in person. And then back next week for the Cut for Time podcast. Thanks for listening to our Cut for Time conversation. Join us for worship in person or on Facebook Live Sundays at 10 o'clock Central Time. And now go in peace and serve the Lord.